Welcome back, party people. You are listening to Crossplay, our video game podcast here at the Whatnots. It is Saturday, August 29th, 2020, and this is number 39. Uh, coming up on today's show, Gamescom happened this past week. I think it's actually still technically going on today and tomorrow as we are recording this. Uh, but, but by the time you guys listen to this, it will be all done. So we will be t- talking about that as well as opening night live. Uh, we have some more details on Gotham Knights and Nintendo could potentially have a new upgraded Switch in the works. We'll be talking about that and more in just a sec, but for now, my name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined, as always, by Ignacio Rojas. Kyle, do I have a rant for you? Oh boy, I've been waiting. You yeah. you messaged me and was like, Kyle, I have to rant about something. <laughs> yep. I've also been waiting to actually be able to let it go, but finally let off this steam. So you're here to rant about uh, the the poor air qu- quality in the national forests in Chile, right? Sure. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> Those that air quality hasn't been great lately. You know, we have to do, do something you, about it. Do you guys even have like a national forest thing or like a like? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, yeah. I, 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 I I guess I, I'm not even sure what the like terrain is like down there no oh, we have uh, we have it all we have forests we have deserts we have okay snowy Fair places enough. the mountain the sea Fair enough. pretty much we got it all but yeah no that's not what i wanted to rent <laughs> so as i have mentioned before i recently started to rewatch all of the digimon shows uh-huh i started with digimon adventure and that i finally finished it so I decided to go back and watch the short film that comes right in between Digimon 1 and 2, which is Our War Game. Okay. And I gotta say, that's a great movie, especially if you are into Digimon. I really love how the movie is capable of giving you an anxiety all of the time about, we have to stop this because we are about to die. We have to do it. This enemy doesn't care at all about anything it's just a game for the enemy we have mm. to do it and i love how the movie keeps up that that it that feeling throughout the movie okay so then i i i think a couple years ago i went through and watched a bunch of the digimon stuff that was on netflix after i got done watching all of the pokemon stuff that was on netflix mm. at the time uh, but I think it was just like one or two shows at the time. Like I, I don't think it had a- any of the m- 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 movies. Yeah, I doubt like it would have our war game. I'm not well, sure. But yeah, if you there's a movie out there called called Summer Wars, which is actually made by the same director that directed our war game. Okay. Which is basically kind of the same premise, but without Digimons. It's a self-contained story, but it's pretty much the same plot. Gotcha. So I do that, and I'm reminded how great that movie is. And then I decided to, why not just go back and see what the what they did for the Digimon movie, the one that was dubbed for for kids, basically. Okay. Because that's a movie I watched when I was younger. I yeah, thought right, it was yeah. whatever back then. The music, I didn't like it, but for. 
since it was one uh, one of thing, I thought it was kind of like a joke for the movie, the whole soundtrack and whatever. And then growing up, I realized that how bad it was. I mm-hmm. I knew how bad it was, but I decided to just check out what they did. And boy, do I hate what they did. <laughs> it's Sometimes so things bad. don't hold up, but then, yeah, there's certain things that, that is just, just like, oh, God. Oh, like, God, why? Why? Yeah, why? They do this it? is terrible. Why did they think that it, this was a good idea? So my biggest problems with what they did with the movie was, first, they took three... Basically, three Digimon movies that were their own thing, never meant to be connected. They were separate things. But they decided to take them all, cut them, and just put them together in order to make a full-length movie. And the product that they made was such a mess. From the... Why did they decide to jam so many bad jokes? The, The movie cannot go a minute without jamming putting in a bad joke. The whole tone that I was talking about, our war game, that's gone. It's not there. The whole tone of, we have to do something. It, it, this is so tense. All of that is gone. The soundtrack. Why? Why did they go with that soundtrack? <laughs> this this sounds like it's more than just a bad dub of of the thing. It's just like... Yeah, just like this Frankenstein monster of like, wo- like who thought this was a good good idea to like take the the the, the <clears throat> stakes of the film and change it and just be like, okay, we're we're just gonna have this be a lot more light hearted and fun. Look, Kyle, you know my stance with English dubs. I really don't like them. Or, they yeah. often take away the original message, the original tone. The Digimon movie is the worst example of that. Like <laughs> they they took what they did for the English dub of the series of Digimon and just went bananas with it. Like we don't care anymore. We we are going all all the way with this. All know, the way man. with the soundtrack that doesn't make sense with the tone, all the way with the jokes that some of them don't even make sense in the context of the show. So it's do you feel like th- this was a thing of like they're changing it for the audience? Like they don't feel like American audiences or or, or something like that could handle the impending doom. Well, that's basically what they did with the show itself. Like that's one of the reasons that I hate English dubs in general is that they it's like that they took. The philosophy that Japan has with the animes, I've come to the conclusion that, that it's like they make shows that kids can also enjoy. Whereas the people on the US, people that do the dubs, they don't do that. They do shows for kids or they basically mm-hmm. are talking down to the kids. Like, we know what's better for you. We know that this is too much for you. What, what they show in Japan, that's too much for you. We'll dumb it down for you. We'll cram in jokes. We'll, we'll take over the whole, the whole soundtrack. We know that you won't like that. You'll know you'll like all this rock and techno and whatever. And the, the movie is 
kind of like, like that. It's the, in a way, it's the best example of my problems with English dubs. It's right. like they, they take the original stuff and they go, we know what's best for you. We know what yeah, you want. Yeah. You won't want this. You want all these dumb jokes. You want this soundtrack, which is nothing like the original one. You, you won't like the tone of all, all these quiet moments where you're meant to take in the importance of what's going on. You won't like that. You want action. You want this to be so cool and so epic. We know you, what you want. Like that's the thing is is like I I feel like most of that stuff is coming from I guess like the reaction of parents because I I remember a, a, as a kid yeah like I wanted stuff that was a little more sophisticated like I wanted stuff that had stakes and it felt like oh this guy is terrible he actually is a bad guy it might scare me a little bit right certain things de de depending on how young the 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 person is or how young i am but yeah like i i wanted stuff that felt like it mattered but i guess kids can't like don't necessarily have the opportunities to express that because they often have mm -hmm. parents being like hey no you're too young for this maybe one day i don't know yeah sure i mean i guess that's true but i also think that maybe they they kind of like cultivated that for themselves. Like, sure. for example, we basically hear all of Latin America pretty much always got the original product from Japan, but just that they really just, it's the same product, but in a different language. Sure. And they didn't censor for the most parts. They didn't censor gun, guns, blood, death, nothing like that. And I think that the idea of having to take all of that away for a, for a English audience, a U.S. audience, is something that they cultivated for themselves. Like, that happens here, and everyone just takes that. No one seems to have a problem with a kid's show having that necessarily. Interesting. But yeah, I do get that in the U.S. that would be such an outrage. Like, I I was re-watching the show, like I said, and I was surprised in a way, but not really. That, for example, there's one of the bad Digimons had a gun. Like, one of his things was, I'm a toy, I'm going to play with you, but my game is that I have a real gun and I'm going to shoot you. What's that? And a you... knife? No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and basically, if you die, if you lose, you're dead. And here, just have an Uzi. We're we're gonna play. I have my revolver. You have your Uzi. We're gonna play. It's like get your get metal guru man. Exactly. Rep your set. But yeah, <laughs> kids kids watch that. Kids here. We all grew up with Dragon Ball and how bad it was. We didn't yeah. get it censored. It was all bloody. It's like gotcha. That was taken for granted. But yeah, I, I guess in the U.S. You, it, it was kind of cultivated the idea that kids' show had to be treated with kids' gloves. And yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this: This is the last thing, and then we'll move on to some actual video games. How mm -hmm. do you feel when they Frankenstein something so much 
that it becomes something new entirely. Um, cause, cause, cause like, just like putting on kid gloves is one thing of like, oh, you mm-hmm. ruined what this was supposed to be. But w- mm-hmm. when it becomes so transformative that it becomes something else, how do you feel about that? I think the biggest example, I don't know if you've watched the show, was like the Macross slash Robotech stuff. No, I've never watched Robotech. No, yeah. A- apparently, it's like a completely different show. Well, even within the Digimon movie itself, there is a great example of that. Like I said, the Digimon movie is... They took two short movies and one Mm -hmm. longer-length movie. And the third movie that they took, the longer one, they completely changed the plot. For the most part, the two first parts are the same plot. It's basically the same. But it's incredible how they took the third one and they completely changed the plot to something that it, it is very unrecognizable from the original one. In the original one, the story was about how there's this infected Digimon that is searching for his partner, but his partner as a young kid. That's kind of like he's stuck with the idea of his partner as a young kid. So he takes, he basically kidnaps the original cast of the original show, takes them because since they have a Digivice, he knows that there's a connection there, and he turns them all into kids. And the plot is basically the newer cast of the second Digimon show mm-hmm. have to rescue them. But that plot is completely taken out in the in the what was shown in the Digimon movie. They even went out of the way to remove the original cast from the movie. There are That's scenes weird. where they sh- they are shown the newer cast and the original cast together and it's so funny how they basically cut them off. And hmm. they made this whole new plot about there's this new Digimon that got infected and hey we we are in the US for whatever reason and we encountered this guy so why don't we help him out? Hey everyone that's in Japan, come with us, come to the US to help us out. Yeah. But good yeah, stuff, as to good stuff. What do I think about it? I don't really like it. I think that in a way that's taking away the opportunity for people to enjoy the, the original product. The way that I see dubbing, which I know is a way that not a lot a lot of people see it as, is that I think dubbing should keep in the most part for the most part the original idea, everything that is in the original. Yeah. The job yeah. of the dubbing should be we'll help you get the original stuff. It shouldn't be no, we're gonna take the original stuff and give you something new. It shouldn't be that. It should be we know that you don't know Japanese. There are some things from the Japanese culture that you know will help you will help bridge the gap. That makes will sense. Will be a bridge between both. I think that that's what dubbing should be. It shouldn't be. We'll take something and make it something new, because by doing that you are taking away the chance for the people to get the what was there. Okay. The opportunity to get the what was originally there. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move on to some video games. <laughs> That's Call, what we're actually here to, to, to talk I about. I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> Sometimes it I've just feels g- g- good to get things off of uh, off of your chest or off of your mind or something, mm-hmm. you know. Oh boy. Uh, okay. Well, I platinumed Ghost of Tsushima. 
Ooh. So finally that is done. Uh, I it, It's actually a pretty easy platinum uh, for those of you guys out there who might be thinking of doing that one. I had no trouble with that at all. Um, so... Have fun. I'm I'm excited for when that that new multiplayer comes out, but I don't know how invested I will be in that if at all. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Was it ever a chore for you getting the platinum? Uh, no, not really. I because I I also played the g- g- game where I explored a whole b- 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 bunch, and so if you really do that. Uh, then it it won't be a chore. But yeah, you have to complete all of the side missions. Um, you have to like go bow at these like ten hidden statues and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like there there were a number of things where I had to like look up a map online and look at where all the fox dens were and stuff like that. And I just had to go like, okay, I'm gonna spend the next few hours finding foxes, mm. right? Um, Chasing all that fox tail. Yeah. Chasing all that tail. Yeah. You know me. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, I do. Um, no, but but yeah, like I, I, I never felt like it, it was much of a chore because by that point I had enough locations where I could basically fast travel to something right next to it. You know, mm. it's like all right, you know, this won't take long. Uh, but yeah, Osef Tsushima platinumed. Yeah, I once considered platinuming the game, but at one point I I saw the list of the trophies that I needed, and seeing how big the the map was and how many things there were, I just decided that I wasn't going to do it, because it was just going to take me a while, and it was going to be... I felt like it was going to be a a chore for me. I eventually realized how I could have just gone with a guide and basically follow that yeah but yeah i i left that undone yeah the one the one that i thought was going to be difficult for me was the there's one trophy attached to like perfect parrying Mm. right and i was just like oh i suck at those terrible (laughs) uh but i eventually got a charm that was like, hey, we, we're making the time for perfect parries and stuff longer. Mm. Uh, so I I had that on, and then I was like, I'm that that helps out a ton. Um, and then I would just go to some location and just fight, and just that would be the only thing that I do. And so I would like luckily get two or three of them, and be like, all right, sweet, mm-hmm. good. Nice. Uh, I, I think the other one that was kind of difficult for me was the uh, the standoff thing. Okay. Once the game got into the second half, I was terrible at the standoffs. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like I was god awful at them. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was just something about it I couldn't do it. And eventually, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'll set it down to. E- easy and do that stuff because they they lengthen the time for that stuff and i still couldn't do it i was like what the hell is wrong with me and then i just happened to like go back to the like beginning places of 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 the map and you can do it on them really easily 
though I I guess it was just that like as the game progresses, it gets more difficult to do the standoffs. But you, you you had to do one where you uh, did a standoff and killed five people. Yeah, in a standoff. So that 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 that's one, cool. Once when I you managed to get that one. Yeah, yeah. Once I figured it out, I was like, "Oh, you dumbass! Just go to where it's easier." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then then yeah, it was it was it was that. So, Ghost of Tsushima yeah. Platinum. I also speaking of the, the the struggles you were having, I also for whatever reason had a period of time where I was struggling with the standoffs. I don't know why. It was, it was so bad. Yeah, I for the most part, at the beginning, I was good at the standoff, but then there was a short period where I just couldn't manage to be the first guy in the standoff for several tries. I It happened several times where I couldn't do it for whatever reason. I don't know why. I, but I then took, I, like, I just managed to get back in the group trying to do that one and i was like i'm gonna keep the same difficulty this thing shouldn't be that bad it's just kind of left up to chance because you you have to go at the at the like split second you know like right before their 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 Mm -hmm. hang starts and i just couldn't do it and so eventually i was just like all right fine put it on easy and then i still couldn't do it (laughs) like come on this is ridiculous I hate it when they do all all the fake the fake of the fake yeah. ones. It like, makes sense. There was but... a point where it just got ridiculous, and they it was just like four or five fake outs in a row, and yeah. I was like, "Why <laughs> so much?" Moving on, though, uh, I also beat Halo One. I've been Ooh. replaying that uh, kind of over the past couple months or so. Uh, yeah, I want your thoughts on that. I well, I I really really love the early Halo games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I really enjoyed it. Um, really? I, I think one of the issues that you had was kind of the like they don't necessarily tell you where to go. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> the game like, is really bad at the waypointing. That was also your first people. time playing the game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I see. I I kind of had the knowledge of like, okay, I'm supposed to go up that direction. I remember this section. Mm-hmm. I know where I had to go from here. So that helped. Um, but yeah, they're not great at telling you where to go all the t- time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing, well, no, two things. Uh, there was a section of the game after you meet the flood that I don't remember at all. Of just like I I knew there was something like this. I just didn't remember it being that long and that difficult. Because I had this game on e- easy just to be like I want to play the story and get d- done and move on. Because I've p- played these games a million times, right? Mm-hmm. So I I found the flood and got to like halfway into where uh, I met the three four three guilty spark and he is leading me around. And that was completely different from what I remember. So it might really? just be the like combat evolved anniversary edition that they changed it because I know that they like put in like new te- textures and character yeah. mo- mo- models and stuff like that. So I 
I, I, I don't think they changed much besides that, but that one section, I was just like, I don't remember this at all. Yeah, as far as I know, there shouldn't have been any changes other than just the textures. Weird. Weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and it, for it being on e easy mode, I was getting my butt kicked. I was like, what the hell? There's too many of them. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it was I good. I remember and then, that being a struggle. That's yeah. And then the last thing, fuck the warthog. I hate how it drives. <laughs> that yep. last that last mission where you have to get off of the thing is awful. It is so bad. Mm. I hate it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember I managed to kind of perfect that that whole run, except for one part where I, where I did kind of like fumble at some point, and yeah, the Warhawk drives so bad that if you miss something it would just yeah, throw you off like, a whole a whole bunch i don't mind driving the warthog when it's like out in like big spaces and stuff like that yeah. but when you're mm -hmm. inside this b building and there's just no space you hit everything and i i mm. i yes that's part of it right like they want you to feel like you're like oh shit no go 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 come on there's no I time no that that kind of ruins the moment to be honest. Yeah, yeah, like I kind of agree. Like it ended up being more frustrating than fun of just like, oh shit, I need to get out of here. Let's do this like like one last big epic moment as things are blowing up and people are shooting things and you know, like it was just like, ah, oh, god damn, like no, go, you motherfucking car, move, <laughs> like. You're a super yeah. soldier, god damn it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Beat that one though. So good stuff with that. Mm -hmm. Uh and then after that I went back to o Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm -hmm. uh, cuz I started that a while back and I only played like the first half an hour. Uh okay. and like to be honest, I stopped playing it cuz I got stuck. <laughs> stuck how? I so I if you guys remember, I don't have an Xbox controller, and I'm playing this on my P PC, and I don't like using keyboard and mouse, so I was using a PlayStation 4 controller, uh, which I don't think has native support on that one. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I'm i using a program to make it think that it's an Xbox controller, and for some reason I felt like it was lagging. Like, it, it just, it didn't feel right. And so there was this, like, section of platforming where these things are trying to, like, shoot you as you have to, like, go up these platforms and wall run. And for some reason, it didn't feel like the wall run mechanic was working, period. Mm. And so I, I just, I, like, couldn't get past this thing. And I was like, all right, I kind of don't want to keep playing this. Uh, and then I went back to it and finally got p p past it. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to keep playing. And as I kept playing, I I guess I just got used to it mm -hmm. more. And I was like, I actually kind of like this game. It's good. And <laughs> now that I've beaten the game, yeah, that's a fucking great game. Yeah? It's Yeah, it's fantastic. I lo love it. Um, so I'm looking forward to jumping into Ori and the Will of the Wisps very shortly uh, but I know Avengers is coming out so that will probably take precedence but who yeah. knows 
we'll see. Uh, we know this week, but yeah, yeah. Uh, regarding the delay that you felt, maybe you should try to play around with the program that you use for the DualShock Four, because there might be a setting to change the input delay over there. Those usually come with stuff like that, so maybe you should play around with it. Yeah, there there might be something. I I like overall, I felt like it was fine. Mm-hmm. But it, it was specifically the like the wall run mechanic that was just like I don't feel like this one in particular is working. Um, Have you considered maybe the fact that you are not good at it? Yes, yes, I did, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was the answer. <laughs> good. Uh, but yeah, then w- once I kind of figured it out, I was like, all right, this makes sense. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's a good game, uh, and then. Su- Surprisingly, after that, I j- j- jumped into Minecraft Dungeons, mm-hmm. and I've you now beaten that or one. You jumped back. I, so I, I I started it this week on Thursday. I think mm-hmm. I played it all day Thursday and all day Friday. Uh, it's only like four or five hours long. It's not long at all, but they want you to play it multiple times because uh, it's basically a like dungeon. C- crawler uh they send you on like you you're you're a noble warrior who's trying to save this village um as the evil illager is about to attack it and stuff like that so they send you out on missions to like save the prisoners or like defeat uh the forge where he's making all of his weapons and stuff like that yeah it's just a dungeon crawler it's one of those games where you're constantly getting loot and your level is going up your power number your like gear score is going up um and there's only like eight missions or something like that like there's not much um and so that first day i got through most of them and then that second day, I was like, all right, I'm just going to knock out this last mission and then be done. So Ignacio, I, I could not beat that last mission for the entire day. <laughs> it just, like, all of a sudden had a, an insane difficulty spike. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's not even that. So here's here's my, my issue with Minecraft Dungeons, and I don't know if it was, like, a glitch or a bug or something. But I got to a point where it stopped giving me better loot. Okay. Like, it, it told me that this final mission, I had to have a gear score of, uh, like, 20, to, mm. you know, to, to beat this mission. And I was on, like, a gear score of, like, 19, right? So it, not, not much. And I started playing that mission when my character was level 18, and so the loot that drops uh, is supposed to be anywhere from, like, uh, level 18 to, like, 24-ish, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I started playing this mission, and I didn't beat it, so I tr- tried again, and I tried again, and my ca- character is like, okay, now he's level 19. 
Now he's level 20. Now he's 21, 22, 23. And I got to be like level 24. And the gear that I had was, uh, I think my overall gear score was like 21 or 22. But most of my things were like level 23. So it was like the highest thing I could get. And it just stopped giving me loot that was above that. It was like, here's something that's 18. Here's something that's 20. Here's another thing that's 18. And it's like, this isn't helping me. Like, it's not making me get stronger. And I did that for, like, most of the day. <laughs> Just being like, come on, please. Like, do something. <laughs> um, and it didn't work. And so I got upset and was like, all right, I'm going to go back to the older missions and complete them on a harder difficulty. Um. Cause like so it so it 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 has like three difficult like three top tier difficulties, but it only starts you out on that first one, and the uh, other two you have to unlock as you beat the game. But within that difficulty, there's like a secondary difficulty slider to uh, like up the difficulty of the missions and the loot that you get and stuff. Um, so I was like, okay, let me go back and complete these missions that I've already completed on a higher difficulty. Um, and I did did that once or twice and was like, you know what, I'm just going to beat this particular mission on every difficulty. And I I was on my like second or third one and I just happened to find a sword in a chest that was level 31 when I was still like level 24. And I was like, oh, sweet, hell yeah. And I got, got that, and I put that on, and that upped my gear score to, to, to like, 24. And and then once I had that, it started to give me stuff. That was like, mm -hmm. okay, here's a level, like, 28 sword. Here's a level, you know, 29 piece of armor and stuff like that. I was like, oh, fucking finally. And so I did that, and I was finally able to beat that last one. So, whew, thank God. To beat it. Yeah. Uh, beat the story mode. It's kind of lackluster. Like, there's not much of a story there. Mm -hmm. um, but the whole thing is, yeah, they want you to, like, replay these missions as you get new gear and stuff so that you can then beat them on higher difficulties. There's more enemies there's new types of enemies and stuff like that you get more powerful weapons and things like that so i only played through it once uh and for the most part except that that one section i really enjoyed it mm -hmm. um i've never really played like a diablo kind of thing so this was my first foray into that and i think this is pretty competent example of that like if if you've never played one in one and just tr try it out it's really simple um but yeah like it it was a good good game and i recommend checking it out uh but not necessarily a game that i want to continue playing stuff like that so mm. good stuff and i think i i think dlc just came out last week yeah or something Good stuff. So, before we move on, have you played Minecraft before? I have not. 
this is my first Minecraft oh. anything. <laughs> for Minecraft, um, Minecraft experience. Yeah, so I, look, I, I'm really not attracted to Minecraft. Mm. All of the like resource management, building yeah. up things. I just Good. not for me. But because this had a little bit more action and mm. had a tiny bit of a story, I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Why not? I'll I'll ch- I'll check it out because I've heard good good things. I think IGN yeah, I, gave it a seven. Really? So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just wanted to know if the game had a Minecraft twist in any way, other than just being skinned as a Minecraft game. If you had any Minecraft twist in there. Not that I know of. I mean, all the enemies and stuff I'm assuming are ones you see in Minecraft and stuff like that. Um, But no, yeah, I mean, it's it's more just like Diablo or that type of thing where you're just hacking and slashing your way through these dungeons and getting loot and powering up. Mm. Oh. Cool. Uh, Uh... Last but not least, for me, I played through episode one of Tell Me Why. Ain't Uh, nothing but a heartache. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just got to do it. Whatever you say. Every single time, man. Um, Yeah, so this is the new game from Don't Nod, uh, the creators behind uh, Life is Strange, and this is published, I believe, by Microsoft. Um, And so it was on Game Pass. Uh, I don't think so. I I, I don't think it's a first party thing. I think it's a third, but it's an exclusive thing. I know they own either them or someone that worked on something. Life is Strange. Maybe Deck Nine? I don't know. Mm, uh, I'm going to check it out. Go, go, go look that up yeah. while I tell you about Tell Me Why. Um, so, yeah, this is the new game from Don't Nod. Uh, I played it on Game Pass, and it is about a brother and sister uh, who are reuniting after being separated for quite a while, uh, and they are kind of reconnecting with some... Tr- traumatic events in their past and kind of dealing with that um the setup for the game this isn't it's not really spoilers it's literally like like the first thing that happens in the game and the first thing that they say within the first like minute of 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 you turning it on you find out that one of them killed their mom um and you think that it is because one of the twins, uh, they are both twins, one of them has uh, transitioned and is uh, now a man. They've always felt like that, but their mother didn't seem to really know how to handle that or react to that. And she reacted poorly, and it it seems like she tried to kill him. And yeah, and and so like this, the the game starts out with him in the police precinct, I guess that night or something, uh, and him being like, "She tried to shoot me, so I stabbed her." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, yeah, it, it's it's then like uh, years and years later, I think it's like 10 years later, you've been sent to juvie and some kind of like rehabilitation camp thing. Um, and so now you're kind of re-entering the world. Uh, your character, it like is you know now fully looks like a a man and and stuff like that and um they are going to sell their old house where this all happened so they're they're trying to figure out what happened but the interesting mechanic with this game because if if you guys know life is strange it's one of those games where you're presented with a choice and you got to pick do i want to go with this one or that one right uh and then they did life is strange 2 which i think really stepped it up and was like okay you're still making those choices but those choices affect another character and that other character also affects what happens in the game so you might pick one thing but the other character might do something else that you didn't want to do and that changes what you have to to do and stuff and stuff like that i thought life is strange 2 was a big step up but this takes a different approach to choices the twins kind of have some supernatural powers um yeah they can kind of communicate telepathically um Mm -hmm. and one of the things that they come to notice as they're dealing with all of this trauma is that they're recollection their their memories of how things happened don't necessarily line up with the uh, uh, other person and so you kind of come across these memories and they see these visions of you know what their memory used to be and then one of them will be like but that's not how i remembered it we actually did something else and so you have to kind of pick between which version of the memory that you want to consider as like, no, this is actually what happened. Mm. So it's it's interesting. It's really fascinating. Um, there There's a, f- a few things about it that I was not expecting, uh, especially regarding the kind of supernatural stuff that is happening. Um I, I think this is still a, a another like really big step up for Don't Nod. I think the animation is fantastic. The voice acting is a lot better. It still has some issues though. Um, it it just it, it just it feels like something was lost in translation. Uh, just the way in like the lines are delivered or stuff like that, but it is a big, big, big step up from Life is Strange. Um, so I'm excited, and I believe they are releasing the other two episodes of this in the next coming weeks. I think they're doing it weekly. Yeah, as far as I remember, it is weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back to the what I said before about them being owned, apparently I made it all, all of that up. Microsoft I hasn't knew it, bought Ignacio, anyone. You fucking anyone. liar! <laughs> and I almost got away with it. <laughs> but yeah, no. Apparently they don't own no one related to the Life is Strange IP. Yeah. But Microsoft is publishing. Tell me why. Yeah. 
we yeah. did publish it. So yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying this one. I'm looking forward to the uh, other ones. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. That's it. That's all I've been playing. All you've been played all of these games. It was it it was a jam packed video game week for yeah. me. Well, good for you because it wasn't for me. <laughs> so at least we can balance each other off. Good. Okay. Yeah. So my for my part, I I'm still playing through Final Fantasy 15. I thought uh-huh. that it was going to have it beaten by now, but you know stuff happens, schedules sure. and whatnot. So I I still haven't been able to finish it. I am I am on the chapter 13, and if you remember. If you remember anything about Final Fantasy XV, chapter 13 was a very controversial chapter. That when it came out, a lot of people didn't like it, so Square just kept going back and back and changing chapter 13. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm playing it now, I'm able to play it through after all the changes that they've done. You kind of remember what it was that they changed? I, like I, I think I played the game like before they really started messing with it all. From what I've read, apparently, well, first of all, they once you get to chapter thirteen, they now let you either choose the original path, go through what originally was there, or you can go through this other path, mm-hmm. which is, as the game says, the re- the normal path was the normal path, normal difficulty. This other path is the easy path. Where before the regular one, you just follow Noctis. On this other one, you follow his his friends, and you find out how they end up meeting meeting back up later. Okay. So they gotcha. changed that. Apparently, they changed some of the gameplay of the regular section. Apparently, you couldn't run before. I think you couldn't. There was other, another change that was pretty weird to me that it would have been really bad not having it there, but I yeah. cannot remember that. They changed some little things here and there, but nothing really that great. But yeah, for the most part, the chapter is there as it was before. Other than that, what I said. And I never had a problem with it, to be honest, when I first played through it. But I think that was mainly because I just took it in as it was it. Like, I I was never critical of it when I was going through it. It was a long chapter, and right now it's still a long chapter. But before, yeah, I just took it as it was. But right now, seeing how that was such a controversial chapter before and how many people really hate it, I can see why. Like I said, it is a really long chapter, and not much goes on. No ma- not much story-wise goes on. And it, trying to think of it, playing through it without the changes that they did, I think that it would have been even worse going through it right now. Okay. I gotcha. But that, that being said, I just got through that whole that whole section through it. So right now, luckily, I left that all behind and I can now go through all of the other stuff, the story stuff that's coming up right now. Gotcha. But yeah, overall, my, my thoughts are the same as before. I I think that the, this game had a lot of potential, to be honest. And I see right now all of the potential that, 
potential that it had. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of disappointing that they didn't. They kind of fumbled the ball in there, there, especially coming out of playing Final Fantasy VII. I think that the game, I can see the potential that it, it could have been great. It could have right, been so yeah. much better than it was, but they didn't do it. They decided to go in a different direction. And I don't know, hopefully, having now played Seven Remake, which is the Final Fantasy game that comes after 15. I I'm hopeful for the future of the Final Fantasy franchise. Seeing all those, all those changes. Stuff. But yeah. yeah, my thoughts are the same as before. I I was hoping I was going to get more out of it now that I finished Final Fantasy 7. I'm not getting much out of it, to be honest, more than before. The characters okay. are still the the best part for me, their relationship with each other, how they feel so real. So you can feel that they are friends. They care for each other and they, they are going through this journey together. I yeah. really love that. But I, yeah, that's still my thoughts are the same as before, like I said. Uh, the other game that I've been playing is Team World Dig. And I mentioned that I was playing through it last week. Last week I said how I was a big fan of SteamWorld Dig 2, so mm-hmm. I decided to go back to SteamWorld Dig 1, and right, last right. week I said how the game wasn't it wasn't grabbing me like the SteamWorld Dig 2 grabbed me before, and I didn't know why. Now that I've gone another week playing through it, it has grabbed me. I, I got into the groove of the whole loop of the game. Okay. Good stuff. I, I guess that's kind of like me and Ori. Mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get stuck and you're not bad at the game but <laughs> exactly you know <laughs> but yeah so basically the game has a loop where you just the whole story that you get to this old western town old, the wild west town and you go into these mines and start digging and go down going down and down further and further and while you're digging you find ore and other treasures and so mm-hmm. you right Keep digging as far as you can go. You go back up. You sell what you got. That buys you upgrades. It, it starts expanding the town. And then with better upgrades, you can go down further and further now. There are some caves scattered through the main cave that you're on. That gives you newer ways to keep digging. For example, there's a, you can get a drill you can get this super punch that lets you like break down dirt that's further away which you couldn't do before and that's just basically a loop you keep going down buy new upgrades keep going further and further i gotcha but yeah i'm enjoying it more now than i did last week i finally got into the group of the oh the whole loop the gameplay loop Sometimes that's what you got, 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 got to do is just like go mm-hmm. back to a game and you, you know you'll finally have that thing that that hits and just like oh I get it now yeah it's done good stuff that's pretty much it All let's move on to housekeeping because we've almost been talking for an hour and we haven't even reached housekeeping yet uh if you guys did not know we have multiple podcasts here at the whatnots. 
You guys can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, or your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Just type in The Whatnots, and all of our shows will pop up right there. And if you like what we do, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is where you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, if you if if you guys really especially like what we do, we have all sorts of exclusive content for our shows uh, on there as well at the three dollar tier. And if you are a five dollar tier patron or above, uh, we would like to give you a quick shout out here on the show. So thank you, Sam, for helping us out and supporting us. Uh, it means a lot. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Um, you know, I completely forgot to do the jingle, so I will put that in post production. Oh, no, magic of editing. Magic. Uh, but I will do the jingle for this next one, which is our news section. Gamescom happened this week. Uh, opening night live was a big thing i i don't know why but i was not expecting it to be in like the middle of the day and then i was like oh yeah dummy it's in germany like, in, in germany like it's gonna be <laughs> yeah, in the middle like, of the day germany yeah. time yeah yeah uh so we have a bit of a roundup here for a bunch of the stuff that was announced at opening night live uh i know there's been like a bunch of panels and stuff going on uh during the past couple of Days and they're still happening uh, in the midst of recording this, but by the time you guys will hear this all, it will be over. So let's round this up. This is coming from uh, Felicia Miranda over at IGN, uh, and I'm just po- pulling out some of the highlights here, but Call of Duty Black Ops got a new trailer, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it looked pretty neat. Yeah, actually. it looked pretty cool especially for setting up the tone of it from what i've heard it is kind of like a sequel to the original black ops which supposedly it is like they're that thing where it's like hey we're making a new sequel but we're also ignoring all the other sequels like those are no longer canon or something yeah well the original black ops what what was big back then when the original black ops came out was that we have had already had several World War One and Two video games. So when Black Ops came out, they now they were going, they were going through the Cold War. Yeah, which I think like is such a cool era. side of of things. Yeah, and I really like the whole setting that they did for the Black Black Ops One. I played through the campaign for it. For example, the whole story Numbers. is what do they the mean? Whole... <laughs> is that from the game? Yeah, that's from uh, I don't remember. Black Ops. All all of the like numbers and and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like there was a big conspiracy, and then they kind of dropped it after that. Yeah, well, the whole game is you being tied up in a chair, being basically tortured and interrogated, yeah. and they kind of like for the sequels dropped all of that. They started going to the future. And so I, I'm glad that they're going back to the whole Cold Cold War setting. Yeah. And I like how they set the tone for it with this trailer. We also know that they 
apparently edited the their trailer uh, to take out all of the footage of the Tiananmen Square protests and massacre and In, stuff like that when but I think China was, banned it. Was it that they did it, edited it, or was it that China didn't like the the footage well, for Tiananmen Square was in there. China banned it because of that yeah. footage, and then they mm. they re edited the tra the trailer so that it could uh, still know play that. in yeah in China. So take that as mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. Um, up next, Unknown Nine Awakening was announced and had a cinematic trailer. I have yet to watch the test one, but I I. I heard some people talking about it in good terms so i'm excited well, to check this out it was a cool trailer the problem with cinematic trailers is that they don't tell you much about the game like right yeah if i'm remembering correctly it shows you the protagonist having like supernatural powers stuff like that and so that's all good and fascinating but it's a cinematic trailer <laughs> the game could be yeah. li literally anything it could be a match three game Exactly. For all we know. Up next, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, revealed their flashback tapes, uh, which sounds like they are g g going to be more difficult levels, like secret. Secrets. Yeah. Uh, so from what I saw, that... Well, you never played Crash Bandicoot. I, I've, I've, I, I know enough to like be like, oh yeah, that's Crash Bandicoot. Man. <laughs> that crazy bandicoot you know him yeah so basically in the original <laughs> trilogy i think it was the whole trilogy but you would get to certain parts where it would like kind of like a secret area for the game where where the game turned more mm -hmm. instead of being 3d it turned more into a 2d area for the game gotcha. these from what i saw from what they showed about the flashback tapes It kind of looks like they are adding that thing into the game, but but kind of like with a flashback aesthetic. Time, time, gotcha. Well, uh, I I know you're gonna be playing that one when that comes out. Oh uh, yeah, oh. It looks great. They keep announcing more and more stuff for the game. Before they announced how they were kind of like adding this whole thing where you could replay a level, but it would be different in a certain way. Either right, yeah. there's no color or the whole level is now underwater. Yeah. They've Interesting. announcing more characters that you can play as, more levels for those characters, and now they've Does, announced this. Let me ask you that. Does that make you worried or excited? Because to me that potentially reads as they want to go for play for replay ability and maybe it might be a shorter game then mm. like a I'm four or five hour thing and then you're just between, like hey replay it with all of these things yeah from all of that stuff that they announced i'm between neutral and a bit excited okay they've showed the game they've shown how they know They they managed to capture the original crash feeling sure. yeah. in there. So this to me is just there's more that you can do in the game. I I do trust that the game will at least be the length of one Crash Bandicoot game. If okay. not, maybe longer, hopefully. Since it's a full prize game, hopefully yeah. it's longer. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. 
uh, both Little Nightmares 2 and Star Wars Squad Squadrons uh, got some gameplay, uh, stuff like that. I, I have yet to play Little Nightmares 1. I've always been interested in that game, but the second one is coming out and I still haven't played it, so I'm falling behind. Uh, speaking mm, of Star yeah, Wars, okay. though, The Sims 4 is g getting a Star Wars-themed expansion called Journey to Batuu. Uh, that mm -hmm. should be arriving soon. I think they said later this year, but I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I'm not a, much of a Sims player. Neither am I. I do have a good memory of playing, I think it was like The Sims 2 years ago mm. uh, with a cousin and it was like New Year's Eve, and that's all we did. We just stayed up playing The Sims 2, and I was like, this is fun, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still surprised how they keep updating Sims 4. The, the Sims 4 came out a while ago, and they just keep adding expansions. I'm I mean, yeah, so like, surprised. At, at a certain point when the graphics get to a certain thing, and you can just have, like, stylized artwork, right? Like... You don't necessarily need to like make a new one. You can just keep that that one going because the graphics mm. look fine. Yeah, I don't know. But, I guess so. Yeah, they came out apparently six years ago. So, kudos to them for keeping it, keeping updating the game. Indeed. After that, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond had a story trailer revealed. That also looked really cool. I think this it is the VR. Great. Yeah. It, it's title the title from Respawn. Yeah, they've been talking about the how they how Respawn was going to make a Medal of Honor game for the Oculus Rift. Yeah. And they I don't know if they've shown it before, but yeah, we got gameplay now and the game looks great. Yeah, it looks it so looked good. amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, I, it, I, I'm disappointed that you cannot play it on the Oculus standalone. Yeah. They have the Oculus... Not, not the Oculus, the Quest. They have the Quest logo at the end of the trailer, which really made me excited that I was going to be able to play it, but no. You can technically play it on the Quest, but if you link it to your PC, my PC mm. can not for this, that type of game. I gotcha. I remember playing Medal of Honor back in the day on PlayStation 2. I think that was one of the first shooters that I played. Yeah. I also played a Medal of Honor game on the PS2, now that I think about it. And it, yeah, it was one of my first shooters that I played. Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, and last but not least here, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart got a PS5 gameplay trailer. Um, this was pretty much just an extended version of what we saw uh when they they announced it at the PlayStation 5 thing. Yeah, um, but we managed to see stuff like like the whole Ratchet and Clank jumping through the portals into new right, areas. Yeah. We got to see that more in context of the of the game itself of the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that game continues to look amazing. Yeah, the game this game is the greatest example of how if you commit to next gen, you can make things better that you couldn't do before. How yeah. not being constrained with last gen will make it make, make a game greater. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it looks cool. 
it looks great it looks so I'm much stoked. fun i I'm, yeah i'm, I'm too, stoked. I, I just want to play it there, it got to a point where there was just way too many things going on and way too many things flying and way too many pieces flying around yeah at some point uh, but, you know, i'm see. excited for the game there, there, there will be a c- couple more things that was announced at Gamescom that we will mention in our up-and-coming sex section, uh, but we'll get t- to that later. Well, there's something that I want to add here that sure. you did not, not even into the, the other section. Go for it. Did you watch the presentation at all? Uh, I watched. Or did you just, just watch I watched it? some of Opening Night Live. Um, I was late to the party though. Okay, did you watch the part where? Wow, what's the actor, actor's name? Chris, Christopher Lloyd appeared. I don't think so. For the, it, it was um, Doc Christopher Lloyd Brown from announced yeah. something. Yeah, so what he announced Surgeon Simulator Two is out now, but the the way that they did the, the whole thing was so weird. Jeff was just presenting there, and they cut. Everything goes black, and they just show the opening night live logo, but with the fire, which of course okay. signals Back to the Future, and then they show Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, and if you see all that, you would you would think that they were going to reveal something that has to do with Back to the Future, right? Yeah. But no, they just had him there announcing that Surgeon Simulator Two was out now, and he has nothing to do with the game. Sure. Okay. <laughs> it was so random. Why was he there? Why? Why? I don't know. You'll have to ask yeah. whoever got him and Alf last year for the the game awards or something. No, it was Whatever this it was. year for one of Jeff's thing. Yeah. Things. But yeah, no. Like, like I'm I glad I I'm heard. glad to see Christopher Lloyd doing well playing Doc Brown. But why? Like you you got everyone excited for something Back to the Future, but no, it has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it at all. But yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Let's move on, though, to the Nintendo Direct Mini that happened this week. It was one of their partner showcases. Uh, we're also going to round that stuff up for you here. Same thing. These are, these are just some... Uh, highlights uh there might be one or two things that are also in our new and notable section down the road uh but this one is coming from adam bankhurst over at ign uh and they started out with kingdom hearts melody of memory and we got a release date for that it's coming out november 13th cool the same day as yakuza like a dragon yeah i am not interested in this game at all However, I am only I, because of the extra. Yep, the they extra are stuff. they are releasing a new chapter in the story. I I, I think that's what they said. It was like and a new a new chapter in the game, yeah. and so it's basically gonna be new story content mm-hmm. that is in canon mm-hmm. with the other games. And this is the one of the biggest things that I hate about Kingdom Hearts. I love I I I love them to death, but I hate this. I don't want to play this stupid rhythm g- game to just get this dumbass chapter on that stuff. Like I'm only gonna go look this up on you on y- y- YouTube. Mm. I just you I don't what? understand 
why they have to do this or why they even thought that this was a good idea because the, the the whole conceit with this game is that you're replaying memories mm-hmm. of the other ga- games but now in like a rhythm based format like yeah. I I think I'd be much more okay if it was just a brand new game or just like a side story but the, the, the fact that it's just like yeah you get to like replay all of the stuff from the other games i'm just like mm. uh, i mean i, I uh, guess they kind of did the I'm, same thing in like chain of memories and stuff like that mm. but i'm okay with it i think that kingdom hearts has enough music in there to to being able to actually justify a mus- uh, rhythm game and they also showed up sure, that it yeah. wasn't going to be only kingdom hearts specific music they showed up let it go being in there so we can expect more of the other Disney, Disney stuff, music, yeah. Disney songs that were in the game, so like, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that stuff. The fact that it's a rhythm game and it's gonna have Disney songs and Kingdom Hearts songs, and I'm sure mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy songs and and stuff like that. Who knows if they're actually actually getting that stuff? But yeah, like that stuff, fine, sure, cool, neat. Not for me, but sure. It's just the fact that it's it like, hey, you get one new chapter. And then you can replay the stuff you've already done. I'm just like, ugh. Well, it's not replaying through the stuff. It's more like it is a rhythm game with everything that you went through as a backdrop. Yeah. Also, I I liked how the game is doing... Like, you said you're going through the memory, so the game lets you actually watch all of Kingdom Hearts in a way as just these clips on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Seeing as no Kingdom Hearts game is on the Switch, I like that you can at least experience this story. What it looks like to be the full story of Kingdom lining. Hearts in there. But yeah, and also to your point that why they keep like spreading the whole s- story of Kingdom Hearts through so many different places. In a way, it does frustrate me that there's a lot of story that is, for example, trapped on mobile, on their mobile mm-hmm. games. But on the other hand, I like their commitment that everything everything Kingdom Hearts that we do is canon. Every story there yeah. is canon. I like their commitment to it. And in a way, I kind of like that there's a story out there that I don't know about. And I can just go into YouTube and look at breakdowns of the story to get caught up. So yeah, the Kingdom Hearts, this Kingdom Hearts game existing and having a story doesn't bother me. I'm going to play it probably because I want to experience the the extra chapter in there. Good stuff. Uh, then they followed that up with yet another rhythm game. This one, Fuser. Uh, they showed off a collaborative multiplayer and revealed some new songs. I know a lot of people are really excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from the same developers that uh, did Guitar Hero, right? Or was it rock band now it's I, harmonics I so yeah uh it's from harmonics um so a lot of people are really excited however i thought this was a terrible showing mm. i thought I, I, I thought that looked so boring um but I, I guess that's just me i'm also not really interested in that game you know to me it, it wasn't interesting either i 
skip through the whole part because I know what the game is about. Mm -hmm. I'm not interested in it, so I wasn't all like excited to actually look at the game. After that, uh, the first three titles in the Saga series, Final Fantasy Legend, Final Fantasy Legend 2, and Final Fantasy Legend 3 will arrive on Nintendo Switch in one package uh, this December 15th, 2020. I, I don't really know what these games are. I guess they originally came out on Game Boy. Um, but yeah. I... I'm so confused, to be honest, by the like early Final Fantasy history of like mm -hmm. one is also number four, but two is six. I don't know. It just it's the simplest thing ever. It I I don't understand so it the, at all. The, <laughs> the the first games didn't come out in the West, as far as right. I know. So the first Final Fantasy game that came out on the West was four, I think, somewhere around there. So they just titled it the first Final Fantasy. Weird. So yeah, I that's I, the I, simplest part of the whole Final Fantasy thing, dude. It's rocket science, okay? Mm. It's rocket but yeah, science. I think that it it is cool that they are bringing in a Game Boy game or Game Boy yeah. games. So, yeah. yeah, but they made it in such a weird way because it looks like they took a port from from mobile, which I don't know if it exists or not. But it looks like they took that and put it on the Switch because it has this whole layout. Mm -hmm. That reminds yeah. me of a mobile game, which I thought was so weird. Why not put yeah, the like, whole game on the screen? It, it looked like they had like buttons on the screen mm -hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. which was strange. So, who knows? But yeah, it, it is cool that they are bringing back, and especially if you're a fan of all these games, being able to play them on a modern console. And hopefully Nintendo sees this, and hopefully they bring over more Game Boy games. Puyo Puyo but Tetris before, 2. Wait, oh, going do, back do to Harmonix? Do you have something else? Yeah. No, going back to Harmonix. Apparently, they did both Guitar Hero and Rock Band. There you go. Good stuff. And so many other dance games. And they did Dance Central too. Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 arrives on Nintendo Switch December 8th, 2020. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to be excited about that because I've heard good things about Puyo Puyo Tetris. Mm -hmm. uh, and but they are it's making just, a, a second one. It's just Puyo Puyo and Tetris in one game. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Puyo Puyo. Not my thing. I think it's a simpler Tetris. Sure. And then Tetris is Tetris, which is cool. I don't know if we needed a <laughs> Puyo Puyo Tetris too. I I, I know uh, Per Schneider at IG, IG, IGN, I believe, really likes this first game and. He's he always mentions like the storyline is really crazy and over the top characters and stuff like that. So I think it's I think there's a lot of fun to be had with this game. But yeah, I guess I guess if it has a story, yeah, you could justify a sequel. I didn't know that it has story. Minecraft Dungeons uh, that I played this past week is getting some new DLC called Creeping Winter, uh, and that should be coming out this next month in September. Mm. Uh, let's see. Captain Tsubasa, Rise of the New Champions, brings arcade soccer to Switch tomorrow, August 27th, which I guess is already in the <laughs> past. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, 
I've never heard of this game, but I was listening to Waypoint Radio talk about this game. It sounds really intense. It's an Mm -hmm. arcade soccer game with like a really anime storyline. I believe it's based off of a manga. Yeah. No, maybe. Well, Captain Tsubasa, I know it as an anime. It was Ah, an anime that was going on either in the 80s and 90s, and now it just... In the recent years, it got a new anime. Yeah. So, yeah, it is an anime based on soccer. Yeah, and... Looking at this game, it it looks like a arcade version of a soccer game, which, as someone who doesn't really enjoy soccer and soccer games, it looks interesting. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they were saying that the anime or if it is in fact based off a manga uh that this was one of the things that really helped to popularize soccer in japan not sure how really? true that is but uh yeah i don't that's high i don't know praise, how true that, that would be maybe it does mm. uh yeah and then well before, oh, before go ahead I, move on, I i do wonder how well it will make it will do especially in latin america since we, of course, are Latin America's huge into soccer, but also Captain Tsubasa was a, an anime that a lot of people watch over here. Yeah. Anime games, I don't think, usually do well here, except for Dragon Ball games. And so I I wonder if it will have the same effect, like, for example, Dragon Ball games, that the IP had, has such a, had such an impact on the region. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, for this Nintendo Mini Direct, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition uh, has already arrived on Switch. It was available on the 27th, uh, so you guys can be playing that now. I remember having that game on GameCube, and I Mm -hmm. don't think I played more than 15 minutes of the game. (laughs) I never played the first one. I played the one that was on the Wii. Okay. But never played this one. Gotcha. Uh, well, speaking of Nintendo and all that stuff, well, there is. But, oh, you have one. I see. But, I keep but, doing that, where like I'm about to just move on, and you have something else to, to say. Yep. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with this presentation in particular. It was just that before the presentation came out, there were a lot of rumors flo- floating around how there was going to be a Nintendo Direct mm-hmm. to happen last week. And it was pretty disappointing seeing that it it all ended up to be being yet again another partner showcase. This happened before where we started getting rumors about a new Nintendo Direct and it ended up being a partner showcase. Yeah. So I mean, like rumors of new Nintendo stuff happens all the time. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, it's, it's like... This is nowhere near the same level of like, oh, come on, that I'm starting to feel from the game of chicken that Sony and Microsoft are playing with Mm -hmm. revealing their prices for their consoles. But this whole thing of just like not knowing the first party Nintendo stuff that's Mm -hmm. coming up is also kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Well, now the new rumor coming from Jeff Grubb, who is big into rumors he's mm-hmm. he has predicted a lot of stuff that has gone has happened through 
through the year. The latest rumor is that there will be a Nintendo Direct or something Nintendo mid-September, somewhere in September. Okay. So hopefully that will happen. That's the new goalpost for us Nintendo fans, not just one a Direct. Please, Nintendo, give us a Direct. Yeah, indeed. Well, speaking of Nintendo, let's switch gears and talk about the Nintendo Switch. No. <laughs> Look, I tr- <laughs> I tr- I tried, okay? <laughs> uh, uh, apparently there is yet some more or yet a, yet again some rumors of a more powerful Nintendo Switch. Uh this one is coming from Takashi Mochizuki over at Bloomberg. Uh, who writes, Nintendo plans to debut an upgraded model of its Switch console next year, along with a lineup of new games. People with, the, with people familiar with the matter said, stating 2020's holiday spotlight to rival devices from Sony and Microsoft. The specifications of the new machine have yet to be finalized, though the though the Kyoto-based company has looked into including more computing power and a 4k high definition graphics uh people briefed on the strategy told bloomberg news asking not to be identified because it is private so more rumors yeah we've heard this rumor basically since the switch came out that they were planning sure. on releasing some kind of, you know, like high-end, like Switch Pro or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and every like three or four months, it kind of pops back up. But they've always kind of really been rumors. There's been nothing to kind of corroborate it or stuff like that. Um, well, this one the apparently that... has sources. Yeah, is, because it, is the it thing. apparently comes from the assembly lens. So that kind of gives yeah. it more, more heft as to the validity of it. Indeed. With regards of Nintendo having a newer Switch console, I think that that's in a way to be expected. If you mm-hmm. look back Same at here. Nintendo's track record with home, no, not home consoles, portable consoles, all of their portable consoles have had newer, more powerful revisions from the Game Boy Advance, even the Game Boy Color. You got the DS and the DSi. You got the 3DS and the new 3DS. So Nintendo has had a history of making newer versions of their consoles or their at least their handheld consoles. Right. We haven't yeah. seen that much with their home consoles. I don't think that they've done that. In fact, they haven't done that. So since the Switch is a mix between home and, and portable consoles, there is kind of like this 50-50 chance on whether or not they'll do it. But like you said, we've seen or we've heard too many rumors for this not to be a reality. And I think that, in a way, Nintendo does have to do that, considering that we are going into a newer generation with the PS5 and the Series X. Exactly. Nintendo already was behind all of these four years when it comes to power. And we've seen ports here and there. We've seen... Bethesda bringing their games. We've seen City Project Direct brought with The Witcher 3. But those have always been kind of like big compromises. Mm-hmm, Witcher 3 yeah. looks bad on the Switch. 
it is playable, but it looks really bad. So now yeah. that we're going into another generation, we'll see a new jump forward with power. Nintendo is going to be left behind in a way. So in order to keep up, even from a, from a distance, Nintendo does in a way have to release a newer version of the Switch. Yeah. Whether it'll be 4K, I'm not so sure if we are to the point that a portable console can really produce 4K visuals. Well, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that the screen on the actual Switch will only be 1080p, and then when docked, could somehow like up to 4K, which is kind of what they do now. Yeah, but the thing is that the the dock itself doesn't have that. It doesn't really have any hardware that increments the power of the switch. It is mostly because of the extra extra power that is coming from it being plugged in that is mm-hmm. giving it more of the power. So they would have to, in order to actually achieve 4K in that way, I do think that they would have to make a new dock that actually gives it more juice. It actually does something to give it more power. Yeah. I mean, maybe that is somehow also built into the system too. Because like, I like I, I like the size of my Switch. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they make it just a tiny bit thicker, right? Um, or or yeah. something. Just to I mean, be like, I, here's the Switch Pro, the Switch Fat Boy. I don't know. I, if I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we're at that point yet. Maybe we are. I don't know. Are there 4K phones? Because uh, I you think have to... Apple has stuff that is 4K. Mm. I think. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, even I, I even know. then, these are video game consoles, so they have they need more processing power. Right, and you have yeah. to know that at some point, you when you try to make things smaller and smaller, one of the problems that come up comes up is that it has it, it starts getting hotter and hotter. Right. Because the smaller you get, the hotter it tends to go. So I don't know right now if we are technologically wise to the point that we can cram in 4K visuals into that small, small of a space without it producing too much heat. Maybe we are, I don't know. But from what I know, I, I wouldn't be so confident that we are there. Good stuff. Hopefully they at least do 1080p because that's that's what I would mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um. Okay. Moving on to number four here on our new stuff. More info on Gotham Knights uh, and some questions have been answered. This is coming from Joe Scrabbles at IGN. Uh, and Ignacio, you put all of these these notes uh, in in here. You did this one um but yeah it, it it looks like just with the gameplay trailer that came out a lot of people were having questions and worrying about certain things of like okay well how does this work exactly and like oh well if these like numbers are pop- popping up what does that mean for this type of play or stuff like that so more details are always good mm-hmm. uh it looks like Combat won't be the same as the Arkham g- 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 games, uh, but it will be 
comfortable to people who are familiar with third person brawler type experiences sounds like there will still be stealth um yeah sounds like it won't be a one-to-one comparison with the arkham games you know way that arkham origins was that it was pretty much the same gameplay it does sound like they will tweak the gameplay in a certain way okay i'm i'm okay with that because it with with them being like hey it because it it still looked exactly like stuff Mm -hmm. in arkham so i i feel like it's going to play very similar but they've added in some things or changed one or two things to fit different people's styles and Mm. stuff like that so that could be interesting to change things up i'm a huge fan of the arkham gameplay so Mm -hmm. hopefully it will at least be close to that uh, next up, the game will have a full-on open world with no level gating. Uh, I think this is also kind of similar to the Assassin's Creed stuff, where you can kind of go anywhere, but you might just get your butt whooped. But they do also well, have more information on that too. So, what my biggest takeaway with the whole with the whole Q and A was that one of my biggest fears was that was that I was going to have a similar experience to that that I had with Origins, where I got to a point where I was under-leveled and I couldn't move on. Mm-hmm. It does sound like leveling won't work that way here. And the way that I take no level gating is that you'll be okay going anywhere in the world at any point. Unlike the newer Assassin's Creed games where if you go to a certain areas, you'll just get your ass whooped. Yeah. So the it, it looks like... Um... I think it was the was it just this next one or was there something else about it? Uh, no, it looks like it's just this next little point that you have here. It says enemies will uh, work more at will work more as having a scale of enemy difficulties at each encounter. Um, you might see some guys that are a little bit weaker than you and some that are a little bit stronger than you. Uh, there won't be a need for grinding. So this is, I think, what you were just talking about, where mm-hmm. like you can go anywhere you want at any time. It seems like it will always be a challenge, no matter where you are. But it yeah. won't be like, hey, you're level 2 and they're level 30, you know? Mm. Yeah, the way that I explained it here on the notes, it wasn't a good way. But the what I got from the Q&A was that you, the leveling system won't be that you are, say, level 10 and there are level 40 enemies and you clearly cannot go to this place because they will just one one hit kill you. Mm-hmm. The way that it will work is that, say, you enter into a room and encounter whatever, by having the levels in there, you'll be able to kind of like change up your strategy. You'll see enemies that are weaker than you or enemies that are as stronger than you and that will force you to change up your strategies right the way that they put it there was that maybe you'll have to change up your gear for that one occasion yeah it wasn't necessarily that that levels will play that big of a role in there it's just a way for you to tell someone's weaker than you someone's kind of like the same level than you or someone's stronger than you that makes sense i kind of like that yeah i i i Think. That made, that makes sense to me. It, this makes me 
it calms me a bit more. Mm -hmm. It calms some of my fears a bit. Uh, kind of like what you just mentioned about switching your gear, you will be able to upgrade your weapons and your suit for each character. Um, mm -hmm. Looks like each of the four characters will play differently from one another, uh, which I think is kind of to be expected, but you never know. Um, mm -hmm. It says this is very much not de designed as a game as a service. Um which is also a good thing, because that's something else people were kind of worried about, of like, oh, yeah. it, with this style of content that I'm upgrading things and numbers are flying off and who knows what, that's that's usually what they do when they're like, okay, here's the like starter stuff, but we'll keep supporting this game, and every like six months or so is a new expansion and things like that, and it looks like mm -hmm. th this is not the case. Um at, at least in terms of games as a service. Yeah. Stuff. So Which that's is, good. Yeah, it is good. One of my fears was that so, it was so going low. to be a game as a service game. So hopefully it is true and it isn't, it isn't a game as a service game. Either intentional or not, hopefully it isn't built as one. Mm -hmm. Looks like you can also play the whole campaign solo, which is a good thing for players like mm -hmm. me, who is like, just like, don't, don't bother me, leave me alone. Yeah. I want to play by myself. Uh, that's good, and it says you can play through the whole game using only one of the knights. Um, so if if you find one you like and you want to stick with them, you can play the whole game with just them. Yeah, which I oh, wonder how it will affect the story, because from the demo that we saw. It did give me an impression that, in a setting, story setting wise, it was a story for Bad Girl there. So I wonder at, at how least that that bit of the what they showed, yeah, was mm -hmm. it looked like specifically her. But yeah, I wonder if it will feel different if you are another character and it, it will feel like it is a story tailored for that character, or if it is just a general story and. Basically, your character is just a nameless, nameless character in a certain way, well, where it doesn't matter who I, it is. What I'm wondering is the same thing that I kind of asked you about Crash, of like, is this a shorter experience? It still might be a good mm. length, but is this a little bit shorter, and therefore they just had all the voice actors do a version for if, if you're playing as Batgirl or if you're playing as Nightwing... Or if you're mm. playing as Robin and I don't like think so. it will necessarily be a shorter game because of something that we talked about last week. How the demo that we saw was halfway through the halfway through Mr. Freeze's campaign and how it was kinda like four hours, I think, through the main campaign. So mm. going by those numbers and how there will be apparently four enemies, four big enemies, it does sound like it will be kind of on the long longer side, so that's why. Yeah. But, but I'm, but, I'm not but really if, worried about the length. If each of the vi villains are kind of sectioned off, like that's mm -hmm. a, that's that's the thing, right? Like each quote unquote section is kind of like a smaller story arc or like a small game within that thing. So mm -hmm. why not have the voice actor who does Mister Faris? Be like, hey, we're gonna have you record this dialogue four times, each you know, you know, each with a different name. 
being like, ah, mm. oh, Nightwing, I hate you. And then the next one is, ah, oh, Batgirl, I hate you. You know? Mm. So, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, for the most part, yeah, I'm I'm stoked about Gotham Knights. I'm excited to play that one. Yeah, me too. And especially after reading this Q and A, it is getting me more excited. And it it did calm some of my the okay. worries that I had. Good. Let's move on to our new and notable section, uh, which we will get to right now. Fortnite has a new season out because, of course, they do, and it is Marvel-themed. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's Avengers versus X-Men, and they're calling it, like, the Nexus War or something, and they're fighting Galactus or something. I don't know. It does seem like they do pull in X-Men characters and Avengers characters, but the overall idea does seem to be that Thor brought them all in together to the Fortnite island because Galactus is coming. Uh, and we have okay. to fight together to stop him. It is an Avengers versus X-Men. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I did go. get to try it out. I, I played through it a bit. And yeah? It's still Fortnite. I don't play much Fortnite. And I'm, I'm still surprised how different it is from the last time that I played. Like, there was a period where I, I did play kind of regularly Fortnite for a little bit. So, I mean, I am surprised how different the game is now from how it was back then. Interesting. From the cinematic that the, that the game shows you for the whole season, it does seem like you can play as the characters and get their abilities, but I still don't get how that works. Gotcha. I wasn't able to actually do that. Uh, Well, I'm going to th- throw this one right back at you, but... You know, maybe you're just bad at at the game. Oh, yes. I, well, <laughs> fair point. I am bad at the game. <laughs> well, no. Last the last round that I played, I ended up second place. Okay, so, good stuff. I don't know. Good stuff. Maybe not that bad. But uh, yeah, that's because I was playing on the Switch. If I were playing on the PS4, I would get my ass kicked very much. Uh, I'm actually gonna save this one that we have in our second uh, slot here for the last one. Uh, but after that, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has been delayed into 2021. However, they have also announced next-gen versions of the game. Which so, makes sense if it is 2021. Yeah. Exactly. The game, we finally got to see the game. It which looks is really something good. that I, I would wanted to do. and <laughs> It looked great. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I I haven't played a Lego game since like they like first started making mm-hmm. them, so this might be one that I have to pick up and play. Well, Lego games for the most part have always been the same, for the most Kinda, part. Yeah, yeah. This newer Star Wars Lego Star Wars game, it doesn't look like it is a Lego game with the Star Star Wars franchise and with a Star Wars coat of paint over it. It does look like it is a Star Wars game with, instead of it being, I don't know, cell shaded or hyper-realistic, it's it's just Lego. Yeah. Which I Mm -hmm. thought it was pretty cool and has me very, very excited. Good stuff indeed. Uh, After that, Spellbreak, a magic-based battle royale, will be releasing on September 3rd, which I don't even know. When does this one come out? Let's open up my calendar. Uh, it'll be shortly after this 
comes out to the public. So September 3rd, um, you guys can play Spellbreak. You guys mm -hmm. want to. Doom Eternal, the Ancient Gods DLC. Um, I also saw this written down as the Ancient Ones, but I don't know. It, it looks like I think they were gods. both... Both of them. Okay, we'll we'll stick with ancient the ancient gods. DLC uh, arrives on October twentieth. If you guys liked Doom Eternal, be on the lookout for that one. Uh, I think I already mentioned the Star Wars expansion. Yep. I don't know why yeah, I have it in here, but that's out September eighth. Uh, Just Dance twenty twenty one will be released on Nintendo Switch. Uh, on November twelfth, twenty twenty, and if is I'm not really, mistaken, I think this is the come out everywhere else too. I think everywhere else. If I'm not mistaken, I think this is also the first one that's not coming to the Wii. What? I think. <laughs> that's I, big news. I, you might have to double check, check that, but yeah, um, let me check. That, that's that's what I heard someone say. Which yeah would be big news because that like. Yeah. The Nintendo Wii, like, they've just been getting a steady stream of Just Dance titles um, forever, it seems like. <laughs> so, who knows? Mm -hmm. uh, while Ignacio is looking that up, I will move on to the next one. The Last Campfire from No Man's Sky developer Hello Games is out now. Came out this past week. Uh, they kind of surprise dropped it i remember that game looking really really cool uh so that might be one that is worth checking out mm, i didn't know it was out it does look like it isn't coming to the wii it's not According to nintendo live at the present there is no mention for our list on wii or wii u oh man yeah nintendo moving on the breakup well, we know is for finally. real <laughs> right finally after all these years, when did the Wii U come out? 2012, I, I think. Oof. Yeah, so it would have been eight years. And, huh. and then last but not least in our new and notable section, uh, September's PlayStation Plus games have been announced, and it is uh, Street Fighter V as well as PUBG. You guys can pick up Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. And fight your friends in Street Fighter V. And remember when PUBG was the biggest thing ever? I do, man. <laughs> and then Fortnite came and it ate its lunch. Wild. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. Uh, but yeah, that wraps us up for the new and notables. Let's go to our upper runners. <laughs> Ubisoft has removed the... I imagery of a raised fist from their elite squad game tom clancy's elite squad did did you hear about this ignacio i just saw that they released a yeah they they, they uh, released the a statement yes yeah, like an hour or two before we started recording mm -hmm. i didn't know anything about this until i saw it and i looked into it apparently they put out a trailer for elite squad and it's like mm -hmm. The world is corrupt, and it's you know it's gone to shit, and it, it looked an awful lot like what is happening here in the United States, as well as some other countries around the world, which sure is fine, 
And then they were like, but underneath all of that, there's a new threat rising up named Umbra. And they are terrorists. They're trying to take down the government. They're trying to do this and that. And on the, like, on the video, it's showing these like computer screens of Umbra and what they're about and all of that stuff. And they're using the black power fist. The like raised fist there. And everyone was like, uh, excuse you? Is that like, where it is from? I mean... Yeah, it's 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 used a lot for that, uh, and I I think that's what most people recognize it for. for. Um, but yeah, like that that is the first thing that came to people's mind is like you're kind of equating this to the Black Lives Matter movements and calling them terrorists and stuff like that, uh, and they were just like uh uh. uh Sorry, we we did not mean to uh, do this. We're t t taking it out, and it, like I think the ba 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 baffling thing with this is just that, like I'm sure someone raised the alarm at Ubisoft. Like this is not an uncommon symbol. Like mm. like I don't know, weird. They have removed it from Elite Squad. Yeah. Uh, Pre-registration for pre-orders for the PlayStation 5 went live on Sony's uh, store. This is an interesting one because the, the pre-orders are not up yet. But you can register to be one of the first to get a chance to pre-order. Um, thoughts on, on this? Do you have much to say? I thought it was a very weird way of doing it. We are we it are waiting for PlayStation and even Xbox to actually announce the prices and yeah. for us to be able to get the pre-orders. But the way that they did it was that they apparently sent links to certain users about this and th that you could pre-register to get your hands onto a pre-order yeah and it's not so I thought that that guaranteed like it, it's based off of your like previous yeah. playstation history or stuff yep. like that which is strange so there you go but it's up if you guys want to try and get your grubby little fingers on one uh next up though microsoft has backed epic games in its battle against apple Furthermore, a judge has ruled that Apple cannot revoke uh, the development and distribution of Unreal Engine 4 on iOS. However, Apple has now terminated Epic's App Store account. Uh, of course, this does not affect Unreal Engine 4. So Yeah. We talked last week about how these Apple seem to be Seems like it was going to prevent people that were using Unreal Engine 4 to have their games on the App Store. Mm -hmm. So now the ruling says that only they will only affect Epic itself, not the people that are using Unreal Engine right. 4. Yeah, yeah. Regarding Mike, regarding yeah, the judge was like, uh, -uh yeah. no, can't. can't do regarding that. Microsoft involvement on all this, it is kind of weird. 
to be honest, because I don't think the so. whole thing. Well, the the whole thing is that Epic is mad at Apple because of the thirty percent whole thing. Microsoft, as far as we know, also has the same policy. From, with that. from what I understand, it's not necessarily the thirty percent cut. It's more so the open platform. Like that's what but, a, 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 Epic wants. But yes, that is but still a then, factor. But then, still, Microsoft is also Microsoft's own platforms are also closed platforms. Yeah, Sony yeah. cannot go in there and put the PS PS Now on the Xboxes. That oh, no, part the... is strange. I I will give you that. But <laughs> so I it think... is kind of ironic that Microsoft is going with Epic <laughs> for fighting all of this when Microsoft is just like Apple. In the but I, I think they, they also do have a dog in this fight because they can't get get, get xCloud onto Apple devices. Yeah, no, they have a dog in the race, but... Or yeah, talking so, the fight, but still, it is pretty ironic. Yeah, like it, it's not so strange that I'm, I'm, I'm like, what are they doing? But yeah, there, there is some stuff. It's like, okay, does this mean that that down the road, if they do get Apple to change, that they'll then be like, okay, Microsoft, Sony, your turn. Yeah, you that's know, one, like, of, is that one of the things that I happen? that I've been thinking about because. If you look at the problems that Epic supposedly has with Apple, you can make the same argument for any of the other right, yeah, other other console manufacturers. So Microsoft cannot go to the to Sony and make them put Game Pass or XCloud on the on a PS4. Right, that's yeah. not something that Microsoft will do, and not something that Sony would allow. So in a way, it is the same, the exact same situation with Apple. That's one, uh, think, one thing that I was thinking about. Do you think, like, I don't know, fifteen years from now, once once this 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 new generation of the PlayStation Five and uh, the Xbox Series <laughs> X, once that generation is done and we mm-hmm. move on to the next one, yet you think that? generation might have more open platforms and stuff where we do get to be like yeah i bought playstation but i'm more of an xbox fan and so i i got the like microsoft game pass thing on there or something i I guess that's a bad way to phrase that question because then why wouldn't you just buy an xbox but Mm. still just like Hey, I'm I'm a PlayStation fan, but I also like the Xbox stuff. So I I got the Xbox app on my PlayStation. Mm. I doubt it, but I don't think it is impossible. Whenever people think of that those kind of scenarios or even the how people kind of think that in, in a future we will all every game will be playable on any console, I don't think that one thing that you have to think about is the what has to be what has to happen in between mm-hmm. now and that point for that to actually be a reality what will actually have to happen for microsoft uh, sony nintendo for them to actually agree to open up their their platforms which is why i think this apple and epic stuff is so fascinating because they kind of seem like the top dog and so if they can take down the top dog right 
it's like what does that say for the smaller ones like yeah. sony and microsoft i guess microsoft is still a huge company mm-hmm. but like yeah that's why i say it isn't impossible especially with 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 what's going on with the with the whole epic b apple fight yeah. one video that i do recommend people go watch is a new epi- a new video that the game theorist just put out mm-hmm. where he discusses the whole fight between epic and apple and he at the end theorizes that epic's end goal here isn't it isn't about the 30 cent it isn't about right. helping other developers their end goal is epic wants to have their own epic store on apple devices and to a certain right. extent yeah. on google devices that's the right. end yeah. goal yeah i do recommend I people check out that video because he goes through the legal wording of the of their of the whole suit that epic put up against apple he goes through certain attempts that epic has had with android about wanting to have their own epic store on android devices mm-hmm. so he makes a good argument that that's the their end goal and yeah if that's if that if they're they come out victorious in the end that does kind of like open the whole Pandora Pandora's box, and what's to stop them from actually trying to do the same thing with Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo? That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, speaking of Microsoft, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Uh, <laughs> Microsoft has brought on Halo vet Joseph Staten uh, into into a top leadership role at 343 to help get Halo Infinite back on track. Um, a lot of people are praising this move. I, I think mm-hmm. in the long run, this is a good thing because Joseph Staten uh, was one of the writers on the the early Halo games, and he helped to direct uh, some of the cinematics and stuff. But at the same time, this is also kind of concerning. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially if you see the all of the struggles that Microsoft or that 343 has had with the development of Halo Infinite. Right? How yeah. people weren't happy with how the game looked, how they just had to come out and say that the game will be delayed even though it was supposed to come out with the launch of the Series X, all of the rumors that that 343 is floating the idea of dropping the previous-gen version of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of that it just makes it look like the development of the game is in some serious trouble. And I, do th- I think that them bringing up the... What do you say? The writer of the yeah. Killer Games? One it of does them, show I that think that maybe 343 isn't the best studio for Halo. We've already seen Possibly, how yeah. they've handled how they've handled Halo with Halo 4 and 5. People weren't that happy with those games. Mm-hmm. And that's all of the games that 343 has done with the game and now with the with all of the problems that they've had with Halo Infinite them having to bring back an old writer for the game. It does kind of like sound like they're in some trouble. Yeah. Uh, more trouble. Uh, the Sinking City from developer Frogwire, which is a game that came out last year, uh, kind of 
dives into the Lovecraftian uh, source material and stuff like that, uh, has been pulled from stores in a dispute over the publishing rights. Um, there's some kind of weird things going on with that game. I, th I think there's like one or two places you can still kind of buy it. I think it's still on the Nintendo Switch uh, or something like that, but you can no longer buy it on PlayStation or Xbox and stuff mm. like that. So uh, weird stuff is happening with that game. Mm. I had no idea that the game came out. But yeah, apparently the developers, I think, are having trouble with the publisher mm -hmm. or maybe if, if publishing rights is not a thing but from what i read is that they apparently they are owed like a, a million dollars or something like yeah that. it's something with money it seems like mm -hmm. frogware was potentially behind on some of these payments but then they're arguing well the payments shouldn't have been going to you anyways and well mm. who knows uh, but last but not least, Fall Guys is now the most downloaded PS Plus game ever. Oh, we forgot a news. I, I just realized. That Fall the Guys. season two of Fall Guys? Yeah. Yep. They, they announced, announced season two. Yeah, they did. They announced season two. Uh, it's going to have a medieval, medieval theme. So. Yeah, newer courses. It does seem like... Some other courses you can play around with the with the stage itself to get to the goal. Good stuff. Being able to move stuff around. Good for them. Good they've, stuff. They've well, guys, is such a fun game. I've been putting in work. Cal, <laughs> I, I think you, you still haven't played Fall Guys, right? I haven't, yeah. What are you waiting for? I don't know. <laughs> play it. I have free. no excuse. Did you at least claim it? Yes. Yeah, I, okay, I did good. at least good, good. do that. I know to go grab my PlayStation Plus games every month. Yeah. Kyle, you should play it. It is a lot of fun. Okay. And maybe this week I will try it out. Watch me be amazing at the game and win five matches in a row. Yeah, my sure. first time undefeated champ right here. Sure, with your track record with Ori. Sure. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them that. But yeah, no, coming back to the story, I think it's great for them that Fall Guys is the most downloaded PS Plus game ever. Yeah. It, it, it just it looks so much fun. It is a lot of fun. Maybe should, if you played it, you would actually see how much fun it is. <laughs> Me just sitting there. Man, that looks fun. Mm, that looks fun. <laughs> and then that's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, good, good for them. Mm -hmm. It does. This is a reflection of how fun the game is. How a lot of people ended up downloading it, and yeah, it became like the new talk of the town, the new thing everyone talks about. Everyone plays. So yeah. good for them, indeed. Uh, well, that wraps us up for the upper runners. So, Ignacio, let me ask you this: What are you most excited about this week? What are you going to be playing or doing? Uh, don't have anything planned for this week. Anything important? It will be just another week. Okay. I'll okay. keep watching Digimon and enjoying how good of a dub we got over here. And being <laughs> grateful how I didn't get a dub like the English dub. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I think I might dive into Ori and the Will of the Wisps this week. Mm. Maybe. Um, I have some time before Avengers comes out. And... Oh, yeah. That's this week. I totally uh, forgot. Oh, yeah. yeah. Avengers, then. Yeah. That's it's like at the, the, at the end of this week on Thursday. Yeah, I Friday. guess it comes out on f- the 4th. Yeah. Fourth. So on Friday. Well, it, uh, it would be... Well, for us both, it would be midnight Friday. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'll be playing Friday night. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, for the couple days before that, I think hopefully work is slow and I can just sit here and play Hori while I am at work. Oh, you could have some fun and play Fall Guys. Yeah. Yeah, too. So we'll see. See what's up with cool. all of that. Um, but I think that is about it. Ignacio, where can the people find you on the internet? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Ignacio Rojas B. That's I G N A C I O R O J A S J A S B. That's right. You can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, don't forget to go like, share, subscribe, do all of that stuff. You guys know the drill. Uh, I think we're still at 83 subscribers on our YouTube. Uh, so be be subscribing to our YouTube. It would help us out so a ton. Close. Yeah. So close. Um, but I believe that wraps us up. This has been episode 39 of Crossplay. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.